This is Declan Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. Before we begin, the head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy, would like to let you know about a new show that he's launching called Travels with Terrace. Travels with Terrace is a travel show where he explores tabletops with a miniature version of himself, journeying not only to his wargaming table, but to the tables of his friends around the globe. Please check it out on FreebootersNetwork.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hey, Matt. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. And Amy. Hello. And today, the releases are coming fast and furious from GW. We've got a couple of things to look at. The Adeptus Mechanicus Codex and the Hive War box set for Necromunda, which Games Workshop was kind enough to send to us. So yes, this is an advertisement sponsored by Games Workshop, but we thought they were worth taking a look at. We're going to skip over the uh, what we've been doing hobby-wise lately because it's just... Wait, there's... what? No, no. I okay. did things. I all right, did all right, things. All right. It, we'll let... Go ahead. Just go yeah, into it. Did. I was going to say, because there's so much to go over, but we'll let you do it. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. There's a lot to go over. We'll go over it. I'll try not to go on too many tangents. But the thing is, I finished my Dark Angels project, nice. and I delivered it to the person it was destined to. And they were as impressed and happy as they know how to express that, which is usually not much. Um, but... <laughs> The the person in question is not someone who's very expressive and also uh, just as good as I am at receiving gifts. So they freeze up like a deer in the headlight. But but I know deep down that they appreciate it. uh, And and hopefully we'll be able to to get a couple of games down. Um, What else? Oh, so I'm not going to go into too much detail about the conversion and kit bash I have been working on. Uh, because I'm going to let Amy talk about that little project because that's more for her stuff. But let, let me just say that I am I am also currently working on some secret project Adepticani thingies, so I'm not going to be posting as many images as I used to, but I will try to still have a somewhat steady flow of hobby reports I put on our Facebook page. And I'm, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to start putting stuff on, on Twitter and the other socials, too. It's just hard to keep up with everything at once. Yeah. So many media platforms these days. Yeah, right. We need an aggregator of some kind. We just need to woof it. Uh, all right, Amy. So, um, as part of what uh, as part of what JF mentioned, so he did a kit bash for it. But um, so on June nineteenth, right? I think it's nineteenth. Um, yeah, JF so and I have set ourselves. 19th. Yeah, Saturday, June 19th. Jeff and I have set ourselves another painting challenge. It's significantly more reasonable and casual than the last one that we did. Um, so I'd seen one of the other painters that I, like one of the painters I follow on Twitch had done this sort of thing, and I thought it seemed fun. We both took uh, the same model. We could do with it whatever we pleased, um, and we're both going to paint it, and we're going to stream like all day that day painting. And uh it's not going to be like a hard and fast, like, well, we have to finish it today. Uh, we can have as much started and, you know, get as far as we can, but we're just going to hang out and chill and do it. Um, so we've chosen the Dankhold Trogoth. Uh, we had narrowed Ooh. it down to that or uh, Gaz. And uh, my uh, one of my I was doing a painting stream one night and we let the viewers vote um, and they picked the Trogoth. So 
We are both doing dank hold trogoths. Mine is going to be significantly closer to original. He's got a pretty good backstory, though, um, that I will share on the stream. Uh, JF has gone off the rails. I uh, let me just briefly describe what I've decided to do. So I wanted to do something very different. I want to keep it in the 40k realm. I have been drunk on beast snagas recently <laughs> so i was looking at okay well what can i do with a traga that would fit a beast snaga army and I, I i figured it out i got it so i am going to use him as a killican stand-in so i equipped him with a, a mechanical backpack with a claw to represent a death claw i gave him some uh, i gave him some uh, some 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 big shoot us over his shoulders and he's holding this huge monstrous monstrosity of a rifle that's gonna count as a uh what is it a custom uh mega custom blaster. mega blaster yeah. a couple of other modifications he's got like this little grot buddy on his shoulder he looks he looks dope like he looks <laughs> He looks That's stupid awesome. and fun, and he's going to be very difficult to paint because I did not do any real sub-assemblies on him. Yeah, I didn't so, Yeah, well, you know, well, it, it, he, he, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying new techniques also. I'm going to try some some fairly advanced uh, – you guys are going to make fun of me, but some, some advanced quality uh, expert dry brushing. <laughs> but but, but not, not like your not your normal dry brushing. You you guys will see. Like I like if if any of you guys know Artis Opus, like they oh, yeah. uh, got some, some fancy dry brushes and some really good tutorials on how to make dry brushes that create this really neat organic textured um gradients. So yeah, I'm 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 going to be experimenting with that. I'll be trying out what I hope will be my Beast Snaga color scheme. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you want it, if you want to see it, you can come hang out uh, in my Twitch stream that day at Twitch.tv/Daniora. That's D-A-N-I-O-R-A. That's gonna be good. That sounds like a lot of fun. What uh, about you? What have you been doing? So I've been assembling Soul Blight Grave Lords. Yeah, um, I managed mm -hmm. to get my hands on a Crimson Court, which seemed to be very hard to get hold of from Dire Chasm. Um, so I've been assembling those, uh, and hopefully they'll be done in time for the sisters' new releases. Yeah, because um, GW is is throwing them out fast and furious at us now. They're playing. You'd they're playing catch trying... up. Yeah, you'd yeah. think they were trying to catch up on some. Yeah, yeah. So uh... before the convention season restarts. Ugh, yeah. Oh yeah. They did announce LVO uh, end of yeah. January, I think, like officially. So that's exciting. The Earth is healing. We're getting, we're <laughs> yes. getting there. Um, yeah, yeah, so I assume Beast Snaggers will be, I mean, Sisters is, what, two weeks? And then Beast Snaggers probably shortly after that. Yeah. But that's that's really been it, it for me. Um, have you tried those dry brushes yet, Jeff? I have some of the Artist Opus, the other brushes. I haven't picked up their dry brushes yet. I have tried zero of my both sets of artist opus brushes I got because I I'm an idiot and I, I I'll buy the fancier the things I get the longer it'll take me to actually build up the courage to use them because <laughs> I don't want to ruin them like yeah. this is this is why I drive a Kia and I would never buy um, say like a, you know a Maserati because I would just I'd buy the fancy car and leave it for months 
<laughs> take public transportation. It's like, but Jeff, you have a car. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand. I will say, I did I get the army. It. I got the army painter masterclass dry brushes, and mm-hmm. they are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're so soft. I, you know, I have a feeling they're probably like the the artist opus are probably about the same. Uh, um, I'm sure yeah. that they were designed to basically mimic them, mm-hmm. just cheaper. That seems to be what army painter does. But anyways, if, it, if people who want to see if I succeed or fail at this technique, by all means, come and see us. Like follow follow Amy on Twitter at Daniora, yep. if you want notifications, or follow our Twitter at Forty K Radio. We will tweet eventually. <laughs> we tweet sometimes. We do occasionally. Yeah. Um, we we're trying to get better at it. There's just a lot going. All right, so uh, Games Workshop, like I said, was kind enough to send us both the Hive War box set for Necromunda and the new Codex Adeptus Mechanicus. They clearly didn't know how hard I've been trying to not get into Necromunda. I know, right? Or it's like, know. oh, or especially or they know exactly <laughs> after our last conversation, we were both like, oh, these are the like the two best gangs, and like, here, yeah. have a box set of them. Like, I, they had apparently it was difficulty getting my box to me. And I was very hesitating. Like I, I was talking to the guy from the Games Workshop. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's UPS or not great in yeah. Canada. Blah blah blah. Barry was like, I, it doesn't matter if it doesn't get there. It's just like for future stuff. Like especially stuff that's going to be like harder to get. Like I don't want to rely on a preview copy and not get my pre-order in and then not have the thing. Like all the logistics. But like trying to make it clear. Like I don't super care about Hive War because if I get Hive War, I am. <laughs> Doomed. And like two <laughs> days ago, I get home. It's like, ah, oh, Hive Wars here. It's like, so I'm I'm happy because new models and oh, it looks great. But oh man, they're both gangs I want to do. Yeah. So I can't not. I'm gonna say one thing though. I the the terrain that came is a little less textured than I was really expecting. Like having seen like all of the Warcry terrain or like literally every other piece of terrain, I thought it was a little flat in comparison. I mean, maybe it's just me, but. I, well, here's how you can texture it by using the dry brushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which is what I'm gonna do. Like, I, I think I'm gonna build a couple of these walls and try out the the technique on that, so that I don't try it on my on on what is essentially uh, my death dread. Yeah. I need to start calling it that so I remember what it does on the table. Mm. Yeah, this box is uh is full of plastic. There's quite it's quite FD. a lot of sprues in there. It's a heavy box, um, lots of terrain in there. But you know, like like um, Amy was saying, it's not you got to do a little finesse the painting a little bit to make it to make it stand out. But you know, good for good for a starter box with a terrain anyway. Totally. Um, two full gangs, full rule book, templates, counters, everything you need to start playing. And as we said, the two best gangs, the Escher mm. and the I don't. I don't know if they're the best games, but they're definitely the gangs that I was looking at. Because, I mean, I was looking at Escher because I know they have some ties. I was reading some of the fluff, and I know they have some ties with the Water Guild, and those Water Guild models are going to look awesome. And like, it gives me a lot of ideas for color schemes. So I was like, yeah, Escher. But then last preview, they showed us those uh, sort of expansion models for Delake, and I was like. Uh. Well, I can do those guys too, especially with those models. So it it really made it that I say 
I'm going to use every part of this buffalo. <laughs> because there's there's no reason not to do both gangs at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the rule book um comes with a nice reference sheet which is always good for, you know, Necromunda. Um and you know, typical stuff goes over all the different houses. Actually, it does have the the basic list for all the houses, which is nice. So it's it's a full it's a full rule book. It's not, you know, starter sets sometimes right. you just come with just the sort of a uh, con, con, uh, consolidated rule book. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Games Workshop has been good about just full rule yeah. book these days. Like, it's yeah. it's been a while since they put out a box with just, well, here's a taste of rules. Well, it was what, like, 7th was when you got boxes just so you could get the little portable rule book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So that was a good time. Uh, Games workshops. Now they just put it in every single uh every single uh Crusades book. Which yes. is which is amazing. Those so grand tournament great. like the mission books, just here's all yep. the rules. Oh yeah. Um, all of them. Doesn't matter. Here's your book. Oh, so good. Oh, I wanna talk about uh Age of Sigmar for one hot second. Oh, um because it relates speaking, to that. Yeah, speaking of rule books. So we're not gonna talk too much about it right now because I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But um Today they released a preview of the new rules layout for the new Age of Sigmar, and all of the rules are numbered, like, rule 10.3, yeah. shooting into combat. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant, and I wish that they had come up with it in time for ninth. Yeah. Um, because it makes it makes referring in between digital and print infinitely easier, first of all. And then it makes the FAQs so much better because it's no longer like on page 273, paragraph six, sentence four should actually read. It's just like rule 17.3 is now this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I like, like how, you know, I also wish it was ready for ninth, but how, like we saw the rulebook evolve for ninth edition 40K and then it seems like the next step. So I assume rulebooks going forward will be the same. Well, and I think that's the nice thing that we're noticing about new Games Workshop, and maybe maybe also old Games Workshop, is the this this sort of capacity to always be improving, always not just looking for all right, well, how can we make this unit more powerful, but also like okay, how can we make this better? How can we streamline this? Yeah. So it it makes it so that the things that we don't necessarily like, if we're vocal in like a civilized way they will take notice of what we like and dislike and sort of lean on one and correct the other. I I also like how they are definitely taking things from one game system to the other, like adapting things that work really well in one to the other, you know, because it it very much feels like Crusade grew out of Warcry. Now this new Sigmar is going to have something that is kind of like Crusade, uh, (laughs) which it's great, like... Yes, they will both be better games um, for everybody while still having their own distinct, uh, their own distinct flavor. Yeah, they're doing doing really really well. I think um, you know it's you know when we first heard about the hey here's coming Age of Sigmar third edition, it wasn't um, as exciting as now that we've seen more previews. Right, I'm more excited about it now that we've seen a little bit more. And now that we've seen what's coming in the starter box, too, with those fantastic orcs, which we'll talk about in a future episode. Yeah. But Necromunda, um, you know, the rule book. I just just want to say before we move away from those those new new orcs, um, for for a hot second during the preview, I thought they were just Primaris goblins. 
(laughs) (laughs) And here's your lieutenant orc. Oh my god, we get so many. I, you know that what? one, though, that one that's dressed up. Yeah, like a little exactly. Gladiator. <laughs> all right, move on, move on. That's okay. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Necro and Rulebook, you know, updated with all the, all the FAQs that have come out, um, since the last time they put the Rulebook out. So, it's a great box set. Uh, we'll definitely suck you into Necromunda if you're not already in it. Um, but I think the main thing we want to talk about is the Adeptus Mechanicus Codex. Ooh. Another great codex from Games Workshop. Um, and JF is our resident Mechanicus player. <laughs> so, okay. So here's what I did with my codex. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> so I got the codex and I read through it. was very excited. I didn't read the whole thing like cover to cover. Like I just leafed through some of the cool parts. Uh, I love what they're doing with the Archaeotech uh, stuff for Crusades. I think that's brilliant. And, and we can talk about this more. But here's what happened. So I had a game with my brother the same week. He needed an Adeptus Mechanicus Codex for uh, for a project. And I was supposed to pick up his copy from the local shop. I didn't pre-order it, so didn't have any. So when I got those place, I said, you know what? My bad. I should have pre-ordered it. Here, use mine. <laughs> and <laughs> forgot, like, oh, I should read this more for the show. So while I did go through it, I didn't really fine-tooth comb it the way I wanted. But. Going back to this crusade thing, because that is the part that was really exciting to me, is the way they're doing the archaeotech, where you're basically you have you have agendas where you accumulate pieces of archaeotech that you can then combine to get some bonuses and some ventures, and they're all classified in different section different types of archaeotech, like power sources and robotics and all that. And I love how they're leaning in super hard into the thematic and more and more with every codex of what each army represents thematically, which is great for Adeptus Mechanicus. They're doing it super well there. It looks like they're doing something very similar for Sister Battles. I'm sure we'll talk about basically you can build up to getting a living saint, which is genius. I love it. It's so good. And then you can martyr it. It's so good. (laughs) It, it leans to the thematic in a way that is like when they said, oh, yeah, you need to play for narrative. They've been saying that for so many editions. And it only feels like they're doing it in, in a very concrete way now. Yeah. But when you look forward to things like we, we talked about, <laughs> Matt called it the Beast Snagger Codex. It's the Orc Codex. I don't think Beast Snaggers are getting their own codex. But I certainly think of it that way. <laughs> but what are they going to do? Like what? Because orcs are all about violence. What agendas do they have that has to do with violence or collecting their own version of you know, archaeotech and looting and things? But when you are going to get to the really, really weird armies, Yanari, mm. freaking Tyranids that just all they do is eat and evolve, how is that going to look as far as Crusades are concerned? I'm super excited for, for what they're going to do for that. Yeah, I think you know at this point when I when I get a codex, the first thing I'll get is the Crusade rules. Yep. Because it's just it's so like you were saying, interesting to see how they like here they're looking for the Archaeotech and just how they tie it to the theme of the army so closely. Um, yeah, it's it's the canary in the mines. Like, yeah, exactly. You go you go to the Crusade rules and you go, did they do that part right? If they did that part right, then I can sort of rest assured that the rest of the rules are probably going to flow in a way that makes sense. Right. And just how, you know, especially with these guys, how as you advance, you can, like, get little bits of tech that make your guys better. You know, extra toughness or an invulnerable save or something. Just, um, 
I really like how they did that for them. And also, I also like looking at the secondaries that they give for the match play yes. missions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, they're looking for knowledge, right? So one of their, you get three victory points at the end of the game for, for each enemy model you destroyed that had a warlord trait, had a relic, or had a vehicle keyword and had 14 wounds or more, right? So like a big machine that you took down and was able to, were able to scrap. Or a big monster that you can study the genes, like yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing that we keep forgetting, also about uh, Admech. I mean, they do they do have the uh, the Mag- Magos biologist in there. Yep. And uh, yep, so there's some you know some units have changed around a little bit. Um, your Skatari are definitely a little better now, which which makes sense with uh, releasing the new Skatari model. Their actual HQ choice, um, and lots of different Forge worlds that you can uh, use rules for, and they have um, what were they called? Um, not the dogmas. Oh, uh... the doctrines. The, it's like a protocol or something like that. I can't remember. Um, let's see if I can. Find I was doctrines. It might be. But another thing that they did while you're looking that up is that they sort of soft resplit Skateri and uh, and and the, the, the priesthood of Mars, which is kind of interesting. Like I think they, I think they removed canicles from the Skateri and they gave Skateri their own thing. It's like it's going to be a bit more bookkeeping, but I think thematically it works better. They also took um, all the the night data sheets out of the book. They took the data sheets. But you can still, for all intents and purposes, run yeah. nights, not just the same way as you used to with the previous codex, but in a more dynamic way. In the sense that the way it's built now, whatever comes out for the night codex will work for AdMac. Right. Which is, it's a lot more flexible because it allows the AdMac codex, like, okay, like... From a from a financial standpoint, it kind of sucks because you can't just have one codex and run it. Like you're gonna right. need to get the night codex if you want to run nights with your uh, with, with your ad mech. But whatever changes happen to to nights, to imperial nights, they dynamically change for ad mechs at the same time, so that you don't have to like they, they, they don't have to update one and then the other. Like they just update one and it bleeds into the other. So that's cool. I guess, mm-hmm. but it was sure a headache to figure out. Like they could, <laughs> they could have been yeah. a bit more um, transparent about how that works. Uh, what I was thinking about was the um, the characters how you can give them progressive abilities, right? So mm. they have like a, an initial ability, which is you know some programming they've done to themselves. Um, you know, for example, the, the predatory programming. So you can pick a core unit within six of you to get plus two advanced rolls for the turn but then you can use an action to sort of activate the advanced version of that protocol right so that one goes to override safeguards and um that is when a unit within six of them gets a range attack uh roll of six to hit gets an additional hit Right, so it's sort of like they, um, you know, they just change you know, the character changes their programming or changes the programming of the units around them. I guess you could say to uh, to change what they're doing, which is pretty cool. Ties more into their technological man- manipulation, which is lovely because even for matched games, you get more of a uh, more of a strong feel of thematic. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what they're doing, you know, really well. I think, you know, we saw it in the Space Marine Codex, but it's sort of breeze by it because it's it's space marines and you know they've always done space marine stuff but now as we're getting deeper into the weeds with the mechanicus or the drukari or you know we'll see what the sisters one looks like but they're really moving towards uh some more interesting stuff for the other armies lots of new stratagems as expected um relics warlord traits all kinds of great stuff for all the different forge worlds that you can run um overall another another great codex for 40k yeah i'm uh i i also discovered i was looking at hq options because there's a marshal but apparently there's also i don't know where that's from it feels like it's something that bled bled over from kill team like there's an arc like a techno archaeologist um that seems exciting i know <laughs> that was a thing but yeah oh, and also like for 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 anybody that who like me was um very excited about running their ad mech but not super excited about having to you know balance two different books to get all your models because you know you still you you wanted all your transports and all your flyers and all that um now it's all under the same roof so that makes me very happy uh, so maybe when I'm, I get sick or move on from that crusade, I'm playing with my brother, which I had another game and I won it. It was great. Um, <laughs> but once, yeah, once I move on from that crusade, maybe I was going to say, well, maybe an ad mech crusade, but who am I kidding? I'm going to be doing beast snaggers. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, That's I next. Am. Like, let's not. <sighs> yeah. I'll eventually revisit my freaking ad mechs. Maybe that's why I didn't mind like lending the book over because I knew I, I knew there was no you know emergency for my personal life. <laughs> just, you know, just just for the responsibility, just for the show for which I was given the book in the first place. <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. Give me fine. We'll keep you. And my favorite thing that they're doing with codexes now, which they're luckily continuing, is the last page of the book is a reference sheet pointing you exactly to what page has all your different special rules whether it's archaeotech or your canicals or your detachment abilities lets you know right where it is and gives you a brief summary of what they are my favorite part of the codex is that when you're flipping it you've got these little tags on the side that tell you what section you're on yep yo yeah yeah and i love that in the admec codex that that page there's a the, the section for uh for match play is one page <laughs> and uh, th this will matter to uh, people who did who did book layout and uh, do graphic design it's a left page <laughs> which makes it that much more irrelevant mm -hmm. <laughs> so good anything else about the admet codex guys uh no i'm really eager to give it a, a whirl i may do a one-off game against a volunteer at some point just to try them out because admex anybody that's known me since the beginning of my uh, my career as a 40k player and hobbyist knows that admex were very close to my heart i was converting admex before they made them uh when they came out with skateri and the, the priesthood of mars like as separate codexes i was livid but still bought both codex and was trying to run them together <laughs> like they, they as as far as imperial armies go, it's the one I like. The only one I like. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 I might like just take a break from the crusade just to try it out. That'd be good. I have an admec project in the future, and I can't like I can't think about it too much because then the current projects all get like 
shoved under a rug and I'm like trying so hard not to do that. But then the codex showed up and I'm like, oh, it's just right there though. Like I can just. Your, your admech codex angers me in a way like I. My project, you mean? I Yeah, your, your admech project. Like I, I kind of want you to be distracted to the point where you give up and I'll steal <laughs> it. <laughs> it's that good. I mean, I mean, you could also do it in your own way and it would be different and equally valid. Nah, nah, I, I got enough on my plate. I've already got, I've already <laughs> got like some like four thousand points, Mad Mac. I know, and you, your beast snags are coming. Uh yeah, I'm too. From the way things are going, sooner than you thought they were gonna come. Um, yeah, no, no, this this is pretty much on schedule with what expected. Um. <laughs> Should we talk about Warhammer Plus for like a hot second? Yeah, so we get to so see. So let it. me tell you, like, so they're like, we're gonna show you the. The first eight minutes of the Blood Angels one, the name of which escapes me at the moment, but I'm sure it's something about it's Blood. Probably Angels yeah, of probably Death. Angels, of, angels death. of Death. Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. I don't. We listeners, you know that I don't care about Space Marines. I was riveted. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited watching this. I was like, well, this is terrific. I guess I care a little bit about Space Marines. I I consumed this and appreciated it the same way I appreciate a lot of media in that I could not possibly care less about the main character they want me to care about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the chaplain though. Chaplain was so good. <laughs> he is so my bro. Like I love the chaplain because he's like, but brother, we're we're brothers. Like we hang out. Like. We're, we're cool, right? It's like, nah, nah, I got things to work out. That's my job. I work things out with brothers. Come, yeah. brother. It's like, nah, 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 I'm, I'll, I'm going to go, I'm going to go patrol something that doesn't need to be patrolled. It's like, I love how they just, they flipped the, um, they subverted the expectation that the chaplains are like badasses and just growl and yeah, pray and things yeah. like, but it's and, and, just like got his little skull face. But it's great because, like, he's got the skull face. Like, he looks menacing. Like, he looks the part. Oh, yeah. But his attitude, as incongruous as it is with his look, makes sense yep. for what his role is. Yep. And I like that. So good. I wonder if he's just, like, he's, like, he's he's a, you know, he's a chaplain, but he's just, like, really bad at his job. Like, nobody wants to talk to him ever. ever. No, 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 no. No, I, that feels like an admic thing. Yeah, like, there's definitely no one wants the tech priest around. Yeah, because he's just talking about how Betamax was the superior. Right, right. He's... <laughs> you won't, you won't shut up about how he used to, he he used DOS before Windows. Right, yeah, right. Like, like, but now he's you... using Linux, using right? Linux, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what that guy is. <sighs> <laughs> All right. So you want you want to talk about Warhammer Plus? Do you want do you want me to talk about Warhammer Plus? Do you want me to talk about community in Warhammer Plus? Yeah, do it because I got real mad about the community, but right, so, not Warhammer Plus. I was into it. Okay, so here's the thing I'm gonna tell. I, I'm not into or not into Warhammer Plus, and I'm gonna explain why very very simply. And the community needs to understand this. We don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> Like, I love how people just jumped on the idea. It's like, well, if I want to watch the animations, I need Warhammer Plus. Probably. But that's it. Like, we yeah. know that the animations are probably going to be on a 
some kind of service called Warhammer Plus. However, we don't know how much it's going to be a month. It could be if a it's buck going or two. To be anything. Because, yeah, it could just be. I mean, yeah. technically, like all we know is they did use the word subscriber in a Warhammer community article. But like you could be a subscriber to an email list and that doesn't cost anything. So like, while I do think it is going to cost something because animation is not cheap to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's okay. Here's the thing. Like, if I look at it from a marketing point of view, yeah. If they were to do Warhammer Plus as only animations, here's how they would be shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm not saying they're not going to do that because Games Workshop has, they have a long history of wasting money um, for things. But let's say they, they do this. Like, oh, it's going to be a five dollar a month subscription, and there's going to be animations. People that are cheap gamers are just going to subscribe for a month, every six months, binge everything, and move on. Especially if we're talking about shorts are 10 minutes each in, like, a season of seven episodes. Yeah. But here's the thing. We don't know how much it's going to cost or if it's going to cost anything. We already have a subscription service in the Warhammer app, so we don't know if they're going to bundle these, and we don't know if they're going to maybe bundle other things. Maybe, Maybe we get a digital white dwarf out of it. Maybe there's other services. Maybe it also includes like the Twitch subscription when and if they Mm -hmm. bring it back. It could involve a countless amount of different things, and we don't know because they haven't told us. It could be just the animations for $5 a month, and that would be dumb, and maybe they're going to do the dumb thing, or maybe they're going to bundle every single one of their digital services under under the same roof and offer that, and that's going to be Warhammer+. Plus. The point is... Ignorance is a flimsy foundation upon (laughs) which to build an opinion, and it makes you look like a jackass when you scream about it too loud. (laughs) So calm down, guys. Paint some malls while you wait for further news, and then if it's dumb, say it's dumb. But if it's great, you don't have to eat crow and look like a moron. Well, and I mean, the thing is, too, is like, you know, they're paying all these animators to do all this work. And it's like, oh, they're just not going to give it to me for free? Like, I, like, I, I, we want more stuff. All right, well, here's more stuff. Oh, it's <laughs> not free? We didn't want to pay for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I keep going back to the same thing. Like, look, if you want stuff for free, you're going to have to start accepting that you're going to work for free. Because if right. all you do is want things for free, your bosses are going to start wanting things for free. And things that they want for free is going to be your hard, your hard labor. So, yeah. you know. Maybe start recognizing the value of other people's work too, yeah. Anyways, especially artists. That's my rant. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I let you do it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm just I'm just so angry. Like we could be we could be talking about awesome like imperial knight conversions. We could be speculating about if they're going to put out an exodite model or not with the animation when it comes out. There's so do. many cool <sighs> things we could be talking about, but instead we have to deal with people going. I don't want to pay for another Netflix just for seven minute shorts. Well, then don't. Yeah, don't, don't pay for it. Yeah. Go ahead. Nobody's yep. gonna. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we did get the name of I think it was eleven different you know shorts or, or series that. They're gonna and be boy, oh, for boy now. did we only get the name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was annoying. Um, some some small hints of of you know we can expect the Exodite to theoretically have an Exodite in it. You know, that's a couple well, space. They, they made it clear, like they said, there's yeah, going to be an exodite. Yeah, no, I mean, there was like they did open with a sizzle reel. Yeah, and like that was pretty good. 
was a no, lot of animation in there that I went, all right, all right, I'm pretty interested. What's and inter- then they made me care about Space Marines for like eight minutes, which is longer than I've ever cared about Space Marines before. <laughs> I cared about Space Marines three out of those eight minutes. All right, that's fair. Well, you know, that's, that's a good portion of it. It's almost half, right? Um, and yeah, so... It, uh, it looks like the our 40k trailer will be part of a, a, a sort of some sort of short series, which is interesting um, that they had that in there. And looks like we got a couple uh, some different Space Marine themed series, but I think you know more uh, probably more exciting is um, we definitely heard some orcs talking in there, which is great. Always great when there's orcs. And uh, it looks like we got some stuff focusing on the High Lords, which could be interesting. And uh, Pariah, that's the one that has the 40k trailer. So, so am I the only one who wants the High Lord of uh, to be kind of a? <laughs> I, I wanted to be like friends where they're all just no, like the Office. I want to be the Office where they're the all office. meeting. They're all meeting together to like decide the fate of the Imperium. But like their bosses are incompetent. There's they're all they're. they're <laughs> There's conclave shenanigans, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The Ultramarines Primark. Uh, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't. He's like the, like the showy guy in the office, right? Oh, ro- ro- Robert. Ah, uh, yeah, Gilliman. He's like the, sh- like the, sh- like the big show off in the office. So I just think he's right, right? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the assassin who's just jumping around saying parkour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sticking to walls. Nailed it. Uh, now I'm sad because that's not what's going to be at right. all. <laughs> that's all I want. Like, I mean, truth be told, I don't want it to be that. Like, no, I want it to be like a cool drama. Like, maybe yeah. a cool political drama would be neat. Like, showing us like a bit more of the workings of the Imperium. But it, it's fun to make jokes. And. Iron Within, that uh, that one looked seemed interesting. It looks like it's night-focused, which could be pretty interesting. But... I, I thought the one that was night-focused was uh, Broken Land. Oh, yeah. Iron Within, the, sim- the since we kind of only saw the titles, it, it looks like mm-hmm. a, a night-set, but it could uh, it might be chaos. could be. I mean, Iron Within, I think, is going to be chaos, specifically um, the uh, the Iron Warriors. <laughs> that's kind of oh, yeah, their that, thing. That is, that's right. I was yeah, trying to remember okay. who's... Who's uh, saying that was? I, um, I've been painting a lot of hazard lines recently, and uh, I if they put out a Codex a Chaos Space Marine and they have good fluff for Iron Warriors, I'm gonna be in trouble. Uh, here's here's the the tagline for Iron Within. So when beleaguered Astro military forces face annihilation, they must turn to salvation from a most unlikely source. Is the enemy your enemy? Is the enemy of your enemy really your friend? So uh, we'll see. So I do have like apart from the fact that they they didn't really show us like they they could have given us visuals while giving us those very very short lines from the animations like I thought that was um um it it didn't have the punch it could have had like they had the material to do something more interesting but my my biggest complaint and is just this generic 40k complaint saying wow that is a lot of Imperium yo yeah yeah. I, I, I'm hoping they're they're dragging us in with all this Imperium stuff, and then they'll start doing, you know, more Xenos-focused stuff. The, the thing that's interesting is that they always do that, where they, they lean very hard on Imperium 
until they do Xenos. And usually when they start doing Xenos is when they've actually kind of gone their legs for whatever they're they're doing, whether yeah. it's codexes for a new edition or or even models. So I mean, it's like they've done with uh, Aeronautica. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like every, everything every like they're, they're basically practicing on the imperium i guess so whatever <sighs> seems seems pretty cool uh you know no actual sort of date of when it'll be up and running but um soon PM. yes 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 <laughs> and other than that i mean we've started so they're sort of crossing previews now you've seen stuff for the uh Sisters of Battle, which we'll we'll probably talk about next time, question mark, depending on when when things happen. Um but we're also getting previews for orcs too, so uh we get to see that they're all going up to Tuftus Five, which uh oh, yeah. is awesome. Makes sense, right? Because giving them another wound in the in the addition of two wound weapons doesn't really make too much sense. But that extra toughness is really nice and makes sense for orcs. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've read so far about what they're doing to orcs makes me go, mm-hmm. And, I mean, here's, here's the, the thing. The real like, thing, though, the real thing is that Grots are now three. Which yes, is, it is. Let's go. It makes a huge difference. Oh, big time. Oh, they totally. will no longer be killed on a two-plus by Space Marines. They'll, the Space Marines will need a three-plus to kill the humble Grot, and I love the that. The only and they thing need I can think sports. about is that Adepticon game where that guy fired all of his his uh giant robots into my 30 grots and i was like don't even roll just let me just take these now we don't have to do that yeah let's let's preserve their ego yeah (laughs) poor grots i do i do love that they're doing this because now i'm looking at the possibility of well i'm gonna do beast nagas but i I could have 30 grots also i mean i'm gonna get the hq they like grots they have grots on everything. I have a grot yeah. on my uh, on my Trogoth. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and then yeah, the beast no. nags get an invuln, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And those new chopper rolls. Oh, uh, so good. Choppers are starting to chop again. Chopper, big chopper, huge chopper. I I just like that the chopper is now has a, a, a tiny bit of AP and yep. adds an extra attack. Mm. So if the, the green tide rule stays the same, that means that your humble orc boy is going to have four attacks in units awesome. of uh, in units of twenty or plus. That's nice. That's eighty <laughs> eighty attacks. Mm. Yeah, you then have to you have to worry about blast weapons at that point, or worry yeah. more. About oh yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it, but... it balances out. And they might also get a point hike. Like who knows what's going to happen. Right. Not only do they get invuln save, but the beast snaggers are definitely aiming for those beasts because they get to add one to their hit rolls against vehicles or monsters, which is awesome. Yes. Already with a weapon skill of 3+, plus, right? So, mm-hmm. and, a, and a decent bliss skill now of 5+. Plus instead, uh, so. Yeah, well, I mean. But well, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about that is that my brother is still pretty much into uh, into doing a thematic army for my beast snaggers to fight, so he's probably going to have a lot of big robots. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'm going to get rules for this. And and I can't, I can't tell if the picture of the orc boy you saw is a newer version of an orc or... Uh, some of the older ones, but I like that it's denies the, the old one. It's the old one. Oh, it is okay. I like that it's the pose of the old second edition orc, almost. So, 
looks like this is going to be another another great codex and uh as we said before i'm really looking forward to seeing what their crusade rules are as long as the word yeah. crumpin's in there somewhere it's gotta be listen if it's not i'll i'll be yelling it enough to compensate we'll just put it in i mean what's yeah. more here than that yeah right it is <laughs> Like every every time it says to wound, just I'm just gonna to sharpie sharpie out the wound <laughs> and write crump. Mm, like, it. like it, like it. All right, well, uh, that was a look at the Mechanicus Codex and the Hive War box set. Uh, lots of exciting stuff coming up in short order, um, with Sisters Right on the Horizon as well as uh, Orcs following very closely behind. Um, we will... Oh, we assume like we don't we don't have any confirmation of this. Like this. No, is... no. I mean, I, it's usually you know we're we're starting to see the previews for the orcs. Uh, so I would imagine. I know, but I'm I'm just saying all it takes is one dude with a That's really true. big boat. That's very true. Very, narrow canal. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> who know, who knows what could happen? It may just be orcs in October. October again. I think it's gonna be <laughs> the summer of the Wa with the. Uh, Works coming out for Age of Sigmar 2. So yes. good. I'm so happy about all this. I am too. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.